Long ago in ancient times, there was a school of magic rhymes. It prophesied the mystic nights, the true young heroes, brave and bright. Then the dark forces came, brought the people endless pain. Now the children have no fear, come to know the mystic nights are here. Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch things pop culture and then we talk about it. And look, I did it right this time. I'm Sky. I think the way I did it earlier was better. <laughs> well, fine. Do it now. I'm Jake. Do what? Now? The thing that we did. No, you you already recorded it. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I was going to cut it. And if, yeah, you, if I integrate it into the thing, then I can't cut it. Yeah, that's why I mentioned it. <laughs> you could cut that, though. Damn it. We're watching Mystic Knights of Tier Nino. But uh, um, Eye of the Beholder yeah. is the episode, is episode in which, 20? We, yes, 30 more to go after Woo! This. 30 more weeks of Mystic Nights. <laughs> <laughs> which is most of the year. It is an amount of the year. Yes. It's 52 weeks in a year. Yeah. There's 30-ish. So, you know, it's like a lot of it. Roughly three-fifths. Give or take. Um... It's seven and a half more months. <laughs> yep. So yeah, somewhere around August seems about right. Uh-huh. Just in time for Trucktober or Timber, <laughs> one of the whatever month we end up watching. My favorite month is Toy- Toyotathon. Boy, that's a good one. Not Honda Days. Nah, I'm more of a Toyotathon. Uh, My family would. never celebrated Honda Days because your um, your religious beliefs. Right. I was gonna say ethnicity, but that seemed wrong. It's not quite right. <laughs> yeah. Um, you do other things because your ethnicity. That's right. Like other terrible. Like enjoy things. white privilege. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm some sort of ambiguous Slavic mutt. Any whoozle. Um, uh, Mystic Knights. Um, They're uh, of Tiernano. Th- this uh, I, I was upset by this episode. It's uh, not it only gross. it's problematic, but it's also boring. Yep. It um, has all the keystones of a good watch. Yep. You know how the last episode had a thing that progressed the plot just a little bit? This one uh, did not, and in fact was gross and made me uncomfortable. And it had a gross CGI water dragon. Yeah, the water dragon I didn't mind as much. That at least is a thing that is... Consistent in the show. Yeah, like, here's another dragon. This one exploded pretty easy, though. Yeah. I mean, we'll get there. But um, we, we open up the show... And Queen Maeve is standing at the foot of a hill wearing her uh, Joan of Arc armor as the the Tamara soldiers come a-rolling up uh, up to Kells. And they throw up the ladders and the grappling hooks and the, and the trebuchets and the, and the catapults and whatnot. Just ladders that go a Not third of the way enough. up the wall, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's, there's a siege and then we see Kahad running up the stairs because King Dad is up at the tower fighting dudes like he'll do. Not so much when he's going up the stairs, but when he's uh, running towards the stairs, he has just a little bit of like a little fancy, <laughs> like uh, well, he's a fancy prance boy. about him. Uh, we do see prance. King Dad just throw a dude off the wall, uh, and we, I don't, did we see that one land? Uh, if not, that dude certainly died because they're probably thirty to forty feet up. King Dad gives no fucks. He's tired of this war and the show, but we do see, uh, like like more oil boiling, boiling. More boiling oil poured on dudes, um, and you know spears getting tossed, and King Dad yelling uh, orders to continue stabbing folks. And then <laughs> we watch Kahad very casually shove a dude to his death. Yeah, 
as he falls down 40 feet and dies. I mean, if you're going to be out there, you might as well make yourself useful. I guess. I feel like he holds up in his his room during his wizard keep. Yeah. Yeah. But Kaha decided that it was incredibly important to go talk to King Dad and say, I paged uh, the Mystic Knights. They should be coming. And King Dad just yells, keep fighting. Because that, yeah. Why wouldn't that have been the plan? It's good advice. I like the fancy feather on Maeve's horse's hat. Yes. Queen Mav does have a very fancy horse. Then who should arrive, Sky? It, it's uh, Giganta with uh, with a with a flying dragon, the dra- the the good dragon that Pyre. we haven't seen in a while. His name is Pyre. I knew his name. Oh, okay. I thought you were just dancing around it until someone said it. <laughs> Not and I figured time. since I was that someone, I should say it. <laughs> no, this time I knew it. I was just trying to come up with a a more clever way to say ah. good dragon, but it didn't come. But um. Rowan does yell something to the effect of taste the sword of Kells and then shoots fire at the retreating troops. They saw a dragon and got spooked and ran away. Yeah, like they always do. Yeah. You guys, come on, try harder. Uh, And then the other knights show up and use their wrist blasters to shoot like, I don't know, 10 guys. And then I guess they won that battle. But the wrist blasters are cool and work. I don't know why they don't do it more often. Yeah, they're so much more accurate than their weapons, especially Angus's. He's got to do all the physics to calculate the right angle and to throw a rock. I mean, That's Rowan's why... is pretty effective because it just shoots a straight line of fire. That's why Rowan only uses his weapon like once every third episode <laughs> or something. Ivar's is the least predictable because it's shooting like raw electricity at. That must also be the most expensive effect to make. I guess. Because it's done off screen so often. <laughs> Yeah. As we'll see later in this episode. If it's not the most expensive, it's probably the biggest pain in the ass to do. Maybe it just takes the longest. So you have to pay people more. Yeah. Because it's got a lot more uh, squiggles. Nuts to that. Than a rock. So we're up in the throne room now, and King Dad is saying, good work, everyone. We won the day, but maybe look at not how, tomorrow's day. Look at how furry my cape is. <laughs> Keeps my neck warm. Touch it. Touch it, Rowan. Touch my cape. It's a live fox. And then Rowan doesn't touch his cape. He doesn't. Instead, he offers a secret mission, and Angus is like, hell yeah, I'm a rogue. I want to do secret missions. Yeah. He's I guess team. he's sort of impersonal or or too personal, because King Dad gives him a glare. He's like, I'm sorry, my king. And yeah. Real, weird. real warriors don't get excited about stuff. <laughs> they just die honorably. Um. But King Dad wants them to go and investigate the, all the troops that uh, Queen Mav has because they want to know the numbers and stuff so he can, I don't know, know how badly he's going to do in the war. Yeah, I don't know. And then uh, Kahad comes out with a basket and demands that one of the Mystic Knights go and do an errand for him and get moss. <laughs> this is, that is absolutely what happens, but it takes so much longer than you explaining it. Yep. Here's the thing. For first of all, the the moss run is definitely something anybody else could do. Yeah, uh, and it would be. Cause... Well, at first I was like, "Is it behind like uh, enemy lines? Is it like in a dangerous spot?" But none of that seems to be a thing. No, it's yeah, and a football field direct in any direction is probably enemy territory. Like I thought he was like, "Well, since you guys are going that way, but... yeah." But no, it's the but opposite no, someone, direction. Yeah, someone has to go separate from the others. Yeah, so get a guy. Get any other guy. There's You've probably got pages and squires and serfs that you can demand do this task. 
Um, but instead, he wants Angus to go. He hands him a basket. And if it's so urgent, because apparently the, this moss is powerful healing magic or something, why not send a lot more people to collect all of it? Yeah. Because Queen Maeve could also use this magic moss. I would presume she is, right? Yeah. So, but instead he hands a basket to Angus. I guess he only needs a basket full. Well, Queen Maeve's troops must not do that much harm. Or people must just die immediately and can't be healed. <laughs> that could be. This is more for stubbing your toes situations. Ah, of course. Hagnails. Yeah. And the like. I got indigestion. I mean, to be fair, penicillin came from mold, so maybe that's what they're talking about. <laughs> He's just gonna... God invented penicillin. Yeah. So, the, the they decide that one of them, only one of them has to go, and they argue who has to go, because the other three are gonna go and spy on the troops. You know who is a tiny little thing that's hard to notice and sneaks into the you know, enemy territory all the goddamn time? Is a, a fairy who can fly around and collect the information without risking anyone, really. Right, worst case scenario, you lose Aideen, and yeah. she's fucking the worst. So. <laughs> As it turns out, yup. Um... But instead of sending the tiniest, tiniest of spies, you know, like Maeve does with them, um, the the three men decide that they're going to go because Deirdre's had enough of their bickering and she's going to go, go on the moss run. The three uh, giant grown men who are all wearing bright colors and can only yell talk. <laughs> yep. They'll be the and spies. And are very well known and make no effort to disguise themselves in any way. I mean, I understand not sending Aideen because she has proven herself very untrustworthy. <laughs> Several times. Well, so. only some of them know that. I guess that's true. <laughs> but, yeah, I, if they were going to do a, a, a cartoon knockout quick change with some some of the Tamra troops, that would be one thing. But that's not the plan at all. They're just going to wander in there and like ma- take notes. Poke around. <laughs> take notes and names, but not kick any asses. None, none asses were kicked. But yeah, that's how they divvy up the resorts. The woman goes on the grocery run and the men go to do spy work. But Aideen, don't worry, Aideen's gonna go with Deirdre because she knows the way to the moss. Can we pass a horse? <laughs> because it's a fantasy thing, we have to do a bunch of, a montage of walking. Do you think it's cheaper to rent a horse if it doesn't, like, have They to... didn't rent that horse, it was just there. Oh, that's just the neighborhood horse. Right, that's okay. why she doesn't touch it. Or go <laughs> near it. Like, the next shot is, fuck, Deirdre just walks up to the spring where the moss grows, and Aideen, uh declares the, how it the, the water makes fairies pretty. So she starts getting drunk on it while Deirdre p- picks a bunch of moss. And I don't know if it's due to the low quality of the of the shot, but there's no discernible change in Aideen. Yeah, I think she looks exactly the same. But she says that she feels prettier. Like, I think okay, Deirdre maybe says she looks better, anyway. right? But everyone looks better when they're fully hydrated. That's true. Your skin isn't as saggy. Uh, but we jump over to the fellas, and um, they pause for a moment, and it's revealed that the king, the general, and like a bunch of troops were standing there watching them. Don't worry, that doesn't matter. <laughs> they were just... I was going to say six feet to the left, but they weren't. They no, were... They, they were a they were, tree distance away. They were maybe at most two feet away from them. <laughs> Not even really hidden from our angle. Like, if we were looking at the other way, if we were walking the same path that the Mystic Knights were walking, there is no possible way 
they didn't see them. Well, Sky, there is one way. Uh, if you're really fucking stupid. And magic, I guess. Does, does uh, what's his name still have the illusion crystal? I Didn't we smash that up? No. Oh, that was the That was the multiplication crystal. crystal. Oh, there's too many crystals in this show. <laughs> We're up to two. That's too many. <laughs> it's too, too many. Well, one of them was destroyed. So I guess there's only the one. And the rune stone, that's a crystal that sits atop Maeve's Havoc staff. But anyway, we jump back over to the spring. Um, and Aideen double dog dares Deirdre to drink from the water. Now, to be fair, this water does look very clean and cold. Well, this is a time before there's an abundance of pollution. Most pollution is caused by dead corpses in the river. I know, and this must be away from where they throw those. Because that water looks crisp and clean. Yeah, it's upstream. Um, So Deirdre says, sure, why not? And she tastes it, and nothing happens. And Aideen's like, drink more. I don't have nefarious intent. So uh, Deirdre does. And then uh, she does feel a little different. And then she turns into a sea hag or something. Like her, she goes full Wicked Witch of the West. She's got like she looks green like, skin. She looks like Fiona from Shrek. Yeah, she really does. <laughs> Except she's not wearing her green dress this time. Yeah. Uh, her hair gets all unwieldy. Giant and red. She's got like a witch's nose and a, and a chin prosthetic. Um, the makeup overall, it, well, again, it could be the poor quality we're looking at, but it doesn't look terrible. No, it's not that bad. Looks like they tried pretty hard, actually. I mean, in a show where a lot of things are terrible CGI, (laughs) this is all right. It was a good choice to not do that. So Deirdre notices her reflection and how she's uh, a witch now and is immediately pissed off at Aideen, and rightfully so. Because this is the third time Aideen has fucked her over. And at least the second time she's known about it. Yeah. Which, Um, I mean, after the first time she did say, if you fuck me over again, I'm going to fucking kill you, you little fuck. (laughs) Uh, And instead of pulling her crossbow and putting Aideen down... Um, or at least using it to knock her out of the air because that bitch flies around every which way. I I would play this game with flies in my air zooka. I would shoot them and knock them out of the air. Why not do that, Deirdre? I think that's where serial killers start, Sky. I'll, no, just an annoying fly who won't leave me alone. I'll shoot them and then slap them with a thing so they die in an immediate sort, sort of sense. Yeah, it's probably a big difference between swatting a fly out of the air and... Slapping something that can scream for help <laughs> as you're crushing its bones. That's true. Little fairy bones. But also, she warned her fair and square. She did. But then Nadine's like, oh, I guess our standards of beauty are different, and I didn't realize that this would be a bad thing. Right, so is Nadine like, you look hot now, man. Kind of. She doesn't not say that, but also, um, she as a fairy is basically just a tiny human, and... Like, she didn't change at all. She did not change Monstrous like Deirdre did. So right. I don't know that their standards are different. One thing is uh, is for sure, it doesn't agree with human physiology. So um, they decide to go see the, the Tiny King to see if he can f- do something about it. Meanwhile, in Castle uh, Tamra, uh, Queen Mav is talking to the Dark Patron. My door. Yeah. And the general comes over and say, yeah, we lost a bunch. Um, and no, that's not what he comes over to say. Comes over to say, hey, I saw some Mystic Knights. Oh, does and he? And Miter's like. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did. Miter's like, hey, look how long my fingernail and my thumbnails are. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> Shut up. She was talking good about me because he's very vain. Um, and to be fair, that general does show a certain amount of respect to the Dark Patron. 
because he doesn't want to get turned into a mouse or whatever. Say, he can use his magic to blast his testicles apart. So <laughs> It's true. <laughs> Just turn them into stones. You got some real stones on you, don't you, General? And turn him, his entire lower half into granite. Yeah. So Queen Mav decides to call a, a beast of uh, land and its sea, which is just another dragon. Yeah. Except it looks like a Lapras. But and it, mon- does, and it, it doesn't actually get out of the sea. No. It comes out of a pond. It's, just, it's a swamp monster, really. Um, and she teleports it to a, to a pond. And then we jump over to Tirnano. Uh, and Deirdre is like, so this happened, and... Tiny King gets a huge boner. For yeah, her. I think uh, I think uh, to quote him, he says "va va va voom," <laughs> and his eyes do they go into hearts, and he turns into a, a, yeah, a his, werewolf for his a second. His tongue rolls out of his mouth. He says Arrrr! None of that actually happens, but he does start flatter trying to flatter her immediately. He's like, "God damn, back that ass up," and all that stuff. Yeah, and then he's like, "But I can't fuck you if you're so big." Yeah, <laughs> my entire body would fit in your in your nethers. So he shrinks her down to uh, Tiernano sized and runs over and you know gets all handsy. Immediately gets and all close talky. It's upsetting. I don't like it because we're not super sure how Deirdre how old she is, but we do know that King Tiny King has got to be like four hundred years old. So he is robbing the cradle for sure. Which is fine if it's two consenting adults, but she's not consenting, Sky. Yeah, it's upsetting. I mean, so, so some some guys in hats show up and demand that King Tiny King look at uh, some I don't know some plans or something. So he runs off, and Aideen also dips. And then the hunchback that is in, under the employ of Maeve comes over and is like, "I I won't fuck you too. Y- you down?" And he smells her hair, and it's gross. It's real gross. Why? He's, uh... It is a thing. And Deirdre dips. She just nopes out of that situation super hard. Uh, and we cut over to the boys as they're strolling through Tamara territory. Ivar notices some bubbling in a, in, in a pond, and he thinks that it's a fish of some sort. And Angus wants to eat that fish. And so does Ivar. So he prepares to throw his trident. This is a mistake, Ivar. Don't throw it. It's very tiny. You'll lose it in the pond. So he has control of the seas, mastery of the seas, so he can get it back. He doesn't, though. But instead, it's a dragon that pops out and throws its tongue around him like a frog. And Ivar has the time to yell, oh, fuck, this isn't a fish or something like that, but not stab it in the tongue with his trident. And he gets eaten. Um, That thing, like, throws him up in the air, but I don't think we actually see him fall back down into its mouth, do we? I'm not sure. Things happen so fast. Like, they, they do happen fast and in poor CGI. Yeah. But we do see the inside of this beast where Ivar is now trying to get, find his footing as he's covered in foam. There's, yeah, it's a foam party in that tummy. I, You know what that is? Is This dragon has rabies. <laughs> and now Ivar does too. <coughs> that's, he, wh- that's why uh, Kaha needs the healing moss. Ah, in case please. anyone gets bit. <laughs> so... Ivar dropped his trident, obviously, because he got eaten by a dragon. And the dragon kind of stops attacking while the other two mystic knights stand there yelling and <laughs> yelling down its mouth. Well, and and listening I- to Ivar yell out its mouth. Yeah, Ivar yells up the tube he fell through. <laughs> Not a, There's no sphincters or anything. It's just an 
open tube. Seems like he could just climb out. Yeah. Honestly. Um, and the, the two remaining knights decide to not shoot it with fire and rocks because they're afraid that they'll hit and burn Ifar, which is fair. Yeah. They don't know whereabouts in the body he landed, but it's definitely not in the neck. You could just shoot it in the neck. Yeah, or just, like, cut its head off. Yeah. And, like, dig through its guts later. You can just cut off one foot sections at a time, and eventually you'll get to Ivar. If you hear me all, ow, you've, you found him. Yep. Uh, luckily, it's like a, a Pinocchio situation where there's a whole bunch of air in that tummy, because Ivar has enough room to stand and walk around and breathe. So he's in no real danger, except Sky, for the stomach acid. Scary, where do you think the air goes when you breathe in your mouth? It goes in your tummy. Yep, that's true. That's why I burp so loud. Yeah. Um, so we <laughs> jump back over to Tirnano, where Deirdre is sitting, uh, looking disgusted with herself and the whole situation. And Tiny King uh, scooches over until he's basically all up on her and starts telling her how great he is, like a fuckboy. Um, and Deirdre's not really having it, but also trying to be polite because she doesn't want to insult the customs of the Tirdano and their super rapey ways, I guess. And he goes in to kiss her. And she gets up real fast. She's like, uh, no, thank you. Well, she doesn't actually say no, thank you, but she makes the, a different subject. Changes the subject is the normal way people say that phrase. No, she makes a different subject. <laughs> yep. uh, and she tries to convince him to fix what he's done because he both shrunk her down and, you know, uh, she doesn't want to be like this. This is, this is the, how, do, how long does this last? Uh, he's like, oh. The water doesn't last as long as my tiny spell does. But I got a big spell for you. Wink, wink. And he tries to kiss her again. She doesn't want it. But luckily, a guy shows up and says, it's time for the fairy wing inspection. Oh, does. Fuck Sky, you piece of poo. I hit, the, I hit stop instead of pause again. I don't know if it will start back where it was. It did. Yay. Um, so it, Deirdre gets a, a short reprieve, and she runs around the the throne that King Tiny King was just bragging about. Uh, but you can't find Aideen's voice. She's starting to lose, <laughs> starting to lose her, her composure because she doesn't want to get fucked by an old man. Um, or excuse me. She doesn't want to get raped by an old man. Um, and then Aideen pops out of nowhere and tells Deirdre to just play along and like, do that and eventually he'll lose interest i guess is the plan i guess she tells him to be polite yeah which is i don't know if the lesson that you should be learning here it is a bad message um so we go back over to where the sea dragon that ate ivar is um and it's not attacking anymore it's just hanging out wiggling its head near them um but Rowan does the only thing that he can think to do, and he creates a line of fire, which buys them time. He creates a line of fire, but then, like, they run away from it, so, like, they're not on the other side of the fire where it's safe anymore. Yeah. But they do put on their armor, finally. I don't know if they have a plan at this point still, because obviously the plan would be, you know, put on your armor, get eaten, go inside, give Ivar the trident, and then cut your way out of this yeah, monster. Yeah, just explode it from the inside out. But instead, they don't do that. And the dragon decides to tongue up uh, Angus's weapon. 
And Ivar's still just flopping around in the foam in his tum-tum. They have yet to shoot any magic at it. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, back in Tiernado, Aideen continues to uh, coach uh, Deirdre, like, Cyrano de Beaujolais into romancing this fucking king. And Deirdre says, whatever, I'm going to do it. And then she puts on a fake smile and starts getting all handsy with the king. And it's gross. Why are we doing this? I don't want this. Yeah, whatever. You're going to have weird dreams about this later. Probably. You're going to be like, weird sex nightmares. <laughs> weird nocturnal admissions. <laughs> um, so Deirdre starts, uh, you know, doing the flattery thing. She sits on his throne and is like, come sit with me. I want to rule beside you. We'll bone down. Yeah. This and, isn't a children's show. And you have to share your gold with me. Yep. And that's that's what gets them. That's that. what draws that's what the gets line. The old crank. She's like, we need to sign up. A, we need to sign a prenup, making sure that I get what I'm deserve, or what I deserve. And he doesn't like it. The prenup is she gets to keep what's hers before they get wed. No, you. Yeah, you do that. You decide who's getting what. A prenuptial agreement. Oh. So if, uh, like Donald Trump has one with what's her name, which is why she hasn't divorced him, because she won't get all of. The, the uh, access to his assets like she has now um, but the king has a quick change of heart because he realizes he'll have to contribute to the relationship instead of just boning down with a pretty lady so he shows her a, uh, in the looking pond how the other knights are getting fought by a dragon and he hands her her bow and kicks her out uh, luckily he uh, no longer wants to touch her in inappropriate ways hey, you gotta protect your gold man yeah so he magics her back to regular height. I don't but have any... not She-Hulked anymore. I don't have any doubt that this uh, king doesn't have access to many concubines that he can have his way with anyway. So I think he's probably cool with it. <laughs> probably. There are... Hundreds of tiny concubines probably. Back, back behind that throne. The ones that disrespected him, he turned into those weird skexy things. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so Deirdre is back to being tall, but she's still green. And she says, what the fuck? You didn't fix me all the way. And he's like, it'll wear off. Just leave, please. I don't, I'm done with you. But he does remind her to take her basket of moss with. Yeah. Which is polite of him, I guess. Get that stinky ass moss out of here. <laughs> um, that'll come up later. Not just because that's what uh, Kahad sent her out for. In the most unexpected of ways. Uh, we summed up the scene too fast. So, uh, Deirdre... Runs the football field. Uh, the boys are just just standing next to this fucking dragon, waving weapons at it, not actually doing anything. I think, and this is just based on what how what they said uh, later. I think they were trying to get it to eat. Uh, Ivar's trident. Ivar's trident. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like that, but they do say he has no taste for it in a second. So I think that's what was happening then. I assume that was just a reference to how he ate Ivar without it. It also could possibly be that. It's really hard to tell what they're up to. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Because they're just waving things around and then they CGI a monster in later. Yeah. And then Deirdre shows up and shoots it in the fucking face. Because <laughs> she's the only one who's here to get business done. <coughs> um, but she shoots it in the face with air. And yeah. not enough air to like rip its fucking head off. Yeah. And the boys notice that she's green. And they're like, what the fuck? And Aideen says, be cool for like once. Be cool. I fucked her over again. <laughs> be cool or she'll kill me, probably. Um, 
so yeah, they they announce how the dragon doesn't want to eat the trident, how Ivar's in there. So she does the most natural thing you can think of is she covers it in moss and then sticks it in the ground and the dragon just eats it because it likes moss. I mean, I guess that's what it got to eat under the sea was just moss. It didn't eat. It didn't exist 20 minutes ago. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. But Ivar gets his trident and he shoots electricity into its tum tum. We don't see it because it, he points it off camera. But we do see the dragon glow from the outside and then it vomits out Ivar. He's not covered in foam like you'd want him to be. Nah. Or any kind of other vomit. So the four of them shoot it with their various magics and it explodes into starlight. And instantaneously, Deirdre is no longer green because of a related reason? She sweated or pissed it out. Yeah. She farted real good and all, all the effects came out her butt. I guess. But she notices how when she stopped thinking about herself and was thinking only of Ivar... She got changed. That's not how the fucking thing worked, though. Yeah, that's just a coincidence. Yeah. So you can. So Ivar can spray his the same magic even if he doesn't have his magic armor on out of his trident. Well, I, I I don't know. I mean, the other three were dressed up. He was the only one not. So maybe the, the other three compensated for his not. Ivar is still wearing. I mean, they're all still wearing the same clothes except for maybe Deidre. Deirdre changed. Um, but that. That's got to smell so bad, right? I mean, does it smell worse than it already did? That's hard to say. Um, he was but, inside a dragon's tummy. Yeah. he He's vomit now. Um, so the, we're back in the castle of Kells. Uh, King Dad says, good job, everyone, all around, except for you guys who did not accomplish the mission, but that's fine. Uh, Deirdre, you look a little pale. And Angus says, huh, she was green earlier. Because remember when she was a hideous monster person? Do you remember? Um, I do. Point of fact, I do. I remember. Um, And then uh, everybody laughs because Deirdre doesn't want to be green again. And the end. We did it. (sighs) (laughs) Jake, what was the most turtle-rific part? The most turtle-rific part, Sky, was... That is a that is a heap and helping of a question. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say the part where the king was a creep, but <laughs> it was pretty turtle. It certainly drew our attention. It definitely fits the uh, the origin of of, of turtlerific in that, like you know, the turtles wanted to bang their sister. Yeah, and things got weird and sexual in a children's show. <laughs> well, so, they yeah, were definitely... very, very quick to point out she's not actually their sister. Yeah, that's what that you can say that all you want, but it's still, only one way to tell for sure. It's a children's Donatello. show. Whip up that DNA machine. Let's find out. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to go with the the uh, keeping with the true spiritual nature of tur- Turtlerific is the the Hansy King, <laughs> King Hansy. Um, I'm going to say that was pretty turtlerific how Cavalier uh, Kaha just threw a guy off of a 30-foot drop. <laughs> that was pretty good. He didn't have a single fuck to give. Who was the most likable or effective character? <sighs> um, I did really like it when the general just stepped out from behind that tree. <laughs> but, like, from behind a tree from our perspective when it would have been right next to the Mystic Knights. Yep. So. They, they were that was probably likely. six feet away when they popped yeah. out from behind their hiding spot. Hey, guys. 
Hey, we're over here. We know and you're then, here. And then they just waited. He waited for them to get like two steps ahead. And he came out and he's like, ah, Mystic Knights. There they are. I'm going to fucking kill them. Uh, I hate um, those pesky Mystic Knights. Those Musket Knights. Musket. Those Muskax Knights. All right. Um, All right. Settle down, everyone. <laughs> Most likable or effective. I'm going to say it was the dragon because he ate a Mystic Knight. Well, he did. That was what his job was. Yep. And then he exploded, and we don't have to worry about another miscellaneous loose dragon. That's true. What are there? Two loose dragons just flying about? Bad guy dragons flying Between around? two and four, depending on how you count the multi-dragon. Yeah. Or two and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Two and four. And then the fifth Dragon one. math is hard. <laughs> it is, when there's a multi-dragon. Um, but yeah, so that happened. So, Jake, what'd you do for a pop culture palette cleanse? That's a good question, Sky. What did I do? <laughs> um, I read the graphic novel Pumpkin Heads by Rainbow Rowell Rowell and uh, Faith Aaron Hicks. That was good. Yeah. Um, it's just a fun little. I know nothing about it. Oh, it's just it, it's just, it's somewhere in the house. I'll I'll show it to you. Katie read it. She liked it too. Um, and then mostly we watched uh, New Girl mm-hmm. and The Simpsons. Oh, I watched, uh, and by watched, I mean had on the background while I looked at my phone, Fantasia 2000. Yeah? Yeah, that's Why? got, because it just is music. Okay. With colors. Because <laughs> I wasn't actually All watching it. Into? Yeah. But I don't think I w- we watched anything or did anything super, I built that tiny delicate model that I showed <laughs> you. Yeah. A tiny X-Wing. Did it glue together or snap together? It's just snap together. But it's one of those Bandai ones, so they're real nice, nice. and detailed. Yeah. Um, and by the time this comes out, I'll have gone to see uh, The Rise of Skywalker one more time before it's out of the theaters for Yay. good. What about you, Sky? Um, I watched the new Hellboy. Had you seen it before? I had not. Did you, did you like it? I did like it. Everybody else seemed to not like it, but I thought it was fine. Do you think I'd like it, given that I don't care about Hellboy at all? Um, and have no particular fondness for the original movies. Maybe. But I have no distaste for There's a lot more killing, the... and they say fuck in it a bunch. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. I don't like, dislike the original ones, There is some ones, but... graphic violence in oh, it. Oh, I like graphic violence. Yeah. At one point- I like th- a graph of violence. There's three uh, giants that Hellboy fights, and you get to see at least one of their heads get split wide open. Neat. Yeah. I, it did look interesting. I'd like to see it. But I'm, I say that about a lot of things. You do. And I don't watch anything. That's true. Well, actually, the first half of Attack of the Clones earlier today, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also, um, I got caught up on My Hero Academia. It's on season four now. Um, and I remember the hard boy, Kirishima, turns body hard. Vaguely. Yeah. He's awesome in it. <laughs> he um, develops like a new technique where he... Uh, hardens his body to a certain point where it's like invulnerable and he turns kind of monstrous and scary um, but he uses it to save people and stuff because of course he does because he's a hero and he gets a, into a fight with a guy who's way stronger than him And but because he's a good kid and a good hero he stands his ground and takes all the hits and gets really badly hurt and uh, gets knocked out and stuff but it's real good he's, that's nice of him Yeah. Uh, this arc is like very traumatic for a lot of people in it. Uh, especially a character they introduce called Night Eye who gets stabbed in the chest a bunch. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And there's um, 
like a, a yakuza villain guy who has um an ability to produce little blades off himself like a like a box cutter blade uh and he takes a drug that amps his quirk up so it shoots out blades like 400 feet or whatever uh including out of his eyes and stuff it's <laughs> it's it's alarming what a weird show it's super weird and i love it i also uh there was a thing floating around on twitter about um your D character class depending. oh yeah i saw that you were drawing pictures of folks yeah um mine ended up being a paladin warlock uh because i'm the designated driver and i will eat cake for breakfast respectively uh those were traits that they attributed to uh to those classes so i was just because i've been artistically blocked lately i um went ahead and drew my some of my friends who posted their versions of it you know, for funsies. You love funsies. I do love funsies. They're fun. Uh, and also, I was just doing like ballpoint sketches. That way I wouldn't get obsessed with fixing a certain thing. So I just keep <laughs> moving. Keep moving. Uh, but I don't know. I also got a new job that starts Tuesday that I'm pretty excited about. So you're about. technically unemployed right now? I you, guess. You bum. I mean, I have the job. I just haven't worked there yet. Yeah, you're you're a bum. A, a three-day gap in employment it hardly makes me a bum. Yeah, bum. Uh, but yeah, that'll that'll start, and I will have my evenings back. Yeah, bum. I'll murder you in your sleep. You would. I will. Now, because uh, I'm, I have my evenings back because I only work till five thirty. Now we can start another podcast. Woo! And just podcast Is it where constantly. I, I I explain anime and D and D to you. I absolutely not. <laughs> Do you want to do a, an actual play podcast where no. we play a and d campaign? It'd be fun. You could do your acting. Jake, you have a degree in acting. I, yeah, acting. I can't. It's, it's being used elsewhere. I can't alone But acting, Jake. I love acting. I don't. I don't think I do anymore. <laughs> okay, think of it as an improv game. No, I do love games. I mean, it's a game. You just gotta uh, build a character you like, and then... I'm going to play as you. <laughs> you don't like me. I know, but I like the idea that I can get you in a situation that can get you stabbed. I mean, I'd be cool I mean, I with guess I've put you into that situation in real life a few Yeah, times. a couple of times in real life. <laughs> Remember that one fight where those two guys were going to attack me, and then I walked out of the bar and then realized I was holding my knife in my hand and didn't remember I taking it out of my pocket? Yeah. Fun times. We don't go to that bar anymore. Oh, City Tavern. Used to be a brothel. It used to be an okay bar, and then it got a little weird. Also, uh, I live in a different city now, and I hated going to bars always. Um, so then explain why you go without me. To where? The bars. Which bars? All of them. Look, taverns and D&D don't count. Uh, but that'll probably do it for this week. I don't have anything else that I pop-colored. Pop yep. Those are the words I meant to say. You dummy. I didn't do much else. Um, you can follow the show at Fail Pop Culture with no E at the end. You can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com. You can follow me. I am at Sandwich Surplus. I am at Midwest Love Affair. Are you? Uh, yeah. Okay. I think about changing it a lot, but then I'm like, what if someone starts at the beginning of this? Then you will eventually they'll get there. And then they'll be like, oh, this is why so I, I can probably him. I can probably update it on the other social medias we uh, have. It's all right. I'm not going to change it. <laughs> You're not really on it that much anyway. I'm on it constantly. I just don't post. I, you got to look at something while you're on the toilet. Fair points. 
Uh, but yeah, that'll do it for this week. Thank you guys very much for listening. We will be back next week with whatever the next with episode more is. more Mystic Knights. Yeah, I, I don't have the name in front of me, but I bet it'll be remarkably similar to this episode, except for maybe less weird sex stuff. And that's a big fat maybe. Yeah, there's a lot of sexual tension between Ivar and the other boys. Yeah. Always crossing swords and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Stay frosty, Margaret. Missing knives have come to save us.